you're tucked in. Because you were now in bed with Dr. Sue. That's right. You better be tucked in or you're going to fall out. Hello, everyone. Welcome to In Bed with Dr. Sue. I'm your host, Sue Storm, your fairy godmother of fetish, here to bring you the latest in common sense fetish and BDSM. Not that anyone does it that way. (laughs) Anywho, tonight I have a marvelous show for you to sink your teeth into. We'll be discussing silk and satin fetishes with Evil Opal in just a little bit. But first, we have some other business to tend to. Uh, We are going to start out with our shout-outs. And my first one is just to say hi to Shoulder Pad Queen, who is at Shoulder Pad Gal on Twitter. And we are definitely going to have to work on a show for her because she's really into straight jackets and shoulder pads which I think is fantastic because it's different. Anywho, moving on. Um, Yeah, right off the bat, I have some really good reads. Okay, nothing better than in the middle of winter to grab a hold of some really yummy reads. So our very own Maribel Blue, owner and editor-in-chief of Kinky Magazine, has put out a novel you'll want to have in your Kindle library to keep you warm this winter. It's called An Illegal Affair, the story of Jack and Nancy. It's the story of Nancy, who's an aspiring writer and actress living in New York City. Um, An Illegal Affair is a journey of erotic exploration, sex, romance, betrayal, drama, and love. Pretty much everybody's everyday sort of work-a-day world in our world, isn't it? Anyways, you can get your copy, of course, at Amazon or Smashwords, or you can go to the show page here on InBedWithDrSue.com, and you'll find a link from there. Or, obviously, you can go to KinkyMag.com, that's kink, the letter E, mag.com, And you will see in the right-hand column a link to go and buy it from Maribel's site. Now, I have another good read. Goddess Belladonna has released another book of evil on both Lulu and Amazon. The next one, or this one, I should say the next one, even though it is. You'll see in a second. Welcome to Goddess Belladonna's Tickle Torture Cult. Now, I have it on really good authority that it is fantastic. So if you're into tickle torture, you have to grab this and, as I was mentioning a minute ago, her previous book, Goddess Belladonna's Tickle Torture Hell. So you've got two that you can sink your teeth into. Again, hit up in bed for the link, um, or you can head to her website, femdomfetishcontentforsale.com, where you can find all the links to her evil books and clips. And don't forget, she also writes under the name of Regina Sunderland. So you see that name, don't worry. It's still our 
beloved Belladonna. And even more, I'm telling you, I'm delivering you the nice yummy goods for Midwinter Blues. I want you to head over to Dreams Made Flesh on Patreon for a delicious mixture of art, stories, and essays. And the proprietor of this particular Patreon account is on Twitter at Oh my God, Adam, OMG, Adam, which is, I'm sorry, it just, I love her. Anyways, um, Dreams Made Flesh on Patreon. This month's theme is predicament. And she also welcomes guest artist The Lady Henry this month. So definitely hit up Dreams Made Flesh on Patreon. Um, it is a little bit, you know, disheartening to me that I have to tell you guys that our very own Demon Kitty is still battling cancer and continues to need your help. $5 is so easy to give, and it goes a long way. Hit up In Bed with Dr. Sue on this show page for a link to her donation page. Seriously, 5 bucks. If we could all just do the 5 bucks, we could hit her tiny little goal of $3,000 really, really quickly. So I really would like to see everyone get over there and just chuck in five bucks. It's not going to kill you. Anyways, it's impossible to work when you're doing chemo. And let's see some of you boys into financial domination. Do something productive with your money for a change. The other thing that's very interesting about this is hmm, Goddess Victoria Rain, that absolutely luscious beauty, will give you a voucher in the same amount as your donation. So when you donate and then head to Miss Victoria Rain on I Want Clips, that's free clips, boys. What more do you want? Holy crud. So, I've had a technical difficulty here. I don't know if anyone's noticed. Um, Luckily, I'm in by phone and not by Internet. But my entire system just decided to reboot itself for absolutely no reason. So, if I've suddenly popped out of the chat room, that would be why. Um, I have another one. Listen, remember, all of the links, the, the links for Demon Kitty, for Maribel Blue's book, Goddess Belladonna's book, the link to Dreams Made Flesh on Patreon are all on InBedWithDrSue.com. So just head over there. I've made it real easy for you. Um, another mention here. Have you been to visit Mistress Chloe Rose yet? Why not? Mistress Chloe is both an online and pro-dom based out of Sacramento. Um, she's got her own dungeon, and it's called Orion's Dungeon. So if you're in the Sacramento area and you want a really intense session, head to mistresschloerose.com. Now, I'm going to make this easy for you guys because I realize that some of you have issues with spelling. You spell Chloe, C-H-L-O. Oh, now you can't screw that up. Anyways, head over to Mistress Chloe Rose to book your session. 
Um, or if you're a big baby and you can only handle online domination, she's got you covered there as well. You can head to mistresschloeroseclips.com. Again, you can, you can do it. You can spell Chloe. Links are also available, of course, on InBed, just to make it easy for you. Also, if you're in the San Francisco area on the 26th and 27th, Chloe will be at the Edwardian Ball, so hit her up to book a session while she's there. Mistress Chloe is also available. I'm telling you, this woman is like many talents or what? Um, She's also available to create your website, ladies. So if you need a website and you're standing there going, I don't have a freaking clue, then head over to mistresschloerose.com. Or you can hit her up on Twitter at, at mistress, the number one, Chloe, C-H-L-O-E on Twitter. What's on your mind is next. Um, again, it's going to take me a while to get in there. I'm working on it on this end. I'm just kind of letting my computer do whatever it's doing. I'm hoping you guys are still hearing me. Anyways, um, I'm going to give you guys the dial-in. I'm going to be back in shortly, 657-383-0031. We will be back. Um, no, we won't be back. I'm going to keep going because I can't go back because I can't do any commercials yet. Uh. So there you go. I will be working on this while I'm sitting here yipping and yapping about what's on my mind. Consider this like Peter Griffin's What Grinds My Gears. So we're going to start off because this has been an ongoing thing this week. Ever since I did the show, the last show that I did was on um, kink scams. And the reason why I am, oh, isn't that nice? My computer just (laughs) brought all the links back up. I wonder why they did that. How bizarre. Anyways, I'm in my studio, but I don't see Opal, but we will fix that in a second. Anyways, keep going. I want this to keep moving forward because these issues are things that are not going away right away. And if we can keep pushing the word out, hopefully we can, you know, help people and move this whole thing that I'm going to discuss with you, every single topic on what's on your mind right now. And, yes, you can call in right now, 657 I'm going to start off with retweet pigs. Um, this is one of the things that has been going on and on for since I did the show. And it's still going on. Obviously, I only get to a very small number of our community. Why do I have an issue with retweet pigs? Because of the fact that they're not doing it from a benevolent point of view. They're not even doing it from a submissive point of view. They're to me, okay, this is my opinion, but when I see a tweet with a picture of a beautiful woman and there's 75 of these retweet accounts on there that to me looks like garbage first of all it doesn't look very dominant so if you're tweeting that and you're trying to portray dominance it really doesn't work why because these guys aren't working for you as i said the other day 
if these gentlemen, and I use that word loosely, if these gentlemen were doing this from a place of submission, you wouldn't have to at them at all. They should be hovering over your timeline or their own if they're following you so that they can just go into their timeline and retweet the snot out of whatever they want without you ever having to say anything, let alone the fact that some of these men are charging for this. Now, whether you sit there and go, well, I would never, ever, you know, pay for that kind of service, it doesn't matter. If you're still using the freebie guys, you still look weird. It doesn't look right. It looks tacky. So stop doing it. And gentlemen, if you are genuinely in this for submissive reasons, you would not have features. You wouldn't have your profile with a whole bunch of Dom's names in it. You would just be a retweet guy. And you would retweet everyone, not just picking and choosing. Now, that's not to say, hey, if you want to just retweet your goddess, again, go right ahead. That's fine. If you want to feature only her, go right ahead. I'm not saying you can't do this. I'm all for, you know, capitalism. Do what you want to try and make a little bit of money. But don't sit there and tell me that you're doing this from the goodness of your heart because I've seen your timelines. Most of what you're doing is demanding certain body parts. You are for the most part, in some cases, demanding verification photos. And, oh, dear God, (laughs) that's my second one tonight. (laughs) If you heard the kink scam show, you know that my head wants to explode when I see a woman with a goddamn piece of cardboard in front of her face saying, Hi, I'm Becky Lou, and I'm verified and adding some idiot on Twitter. Are you fucking kidding me? Stop it. You are not a damn poodle. And you look like a lost dog when you do that. It's degrading. Who are you verifying yourself to? Some perv who just wants your shit in his timeline? You're providing these people with free porn. That's bad enough. But for you to sit there with a picture, what are you? You're, you're degrading yourself. Stop that. You're better than that. These guys don't deserve that. Verification should be used on sites like um, Elite Findoms. Okay, Arian runs that one. So you look at a site like Elite Findoms. Perfect. I get that. Or Findoms.com. So, okay, you take a couple sites like that. I get why you're verifying, because that means that when someone joins that site, they know that the women in that site are verified. On top of that, it's being run by a woman. I don't know about Findoms. I've heard horrible things about them, but whatever. I don't get it. Anyways, point is, I get the point of verification there. I also get the point of verification if you are, you know, joining I Want Clips. Of course, you have to verify yourself. That's for legal reasons. They've got to make sure that you're of age to do what you're doing. 
But, you know, let's not, don't, oh, my God, please stop putting that crap on Twitter. You owe no one an explanation or a verification that you're a real human being. You're living, you're breathing, you're real. And if you guys are so paranoid that you need someone to sit there with a piece of cardboard, then get the fuck off the Internet. Because three-quarters of this entire thing, the entire sex industry, is based on fantasy. So knock it off. Now, to be fair, I'm also going to put out there that we've got some issues. And they're nasty issues. There are some nasty practices going on. And I always feel that it is my, I don't know, what do you call it, duty, to let you know when I start seeing a trend that doesn't look good. It doesn't look good for BDSM as a whole fetish as a whole. It doesn't look good for women. I am getting emails from men who are being extorted using child pornography. And I I don't... There aren't even any words for this. This isn't fetish. It isn't BDSM. And it isn't domination. It is illegal. And it is extortion. And if I ever find out names of who's doing it, you can damn well best believe I will report your ass. Because if you're infiltrating someone's computer with child pornography... That means you've got it on yours, sweet cheeks. So it works both ways. But under no circumstances do you represent in any way this community. Because you're vile. You're disgusting. And it just it, it blows my mind that any female would sink to that level. I had a gentleman get in touch with me who was taken, has been taken essentially hostage via team viewer. Gentlemen, please be very careful with team viewer. I understand that a lot of this, this is the hard part, hard part. A lot of what I'm saying is going to turn some of you guys on. But it's not cool. I get that it turns you on for whatever reason. I get it. You want to play that knife edge. Ooh, what would it be like to have to be, you know, held by the balls that way? It's not cool. Because it's not, it's not serving anything. Now, this particular gentleman has been locked out of his computer. I know a lot of girls do this. 
I know you guys play on TeamViewer. I'm not saying don't play on TeamViewer, but understand that it is illegal, just so you know. You can be brought up on charges if you infiltrate someone else's computer, just letting you know. There's not a lot of cops that will do anything, I'll be honest. Cops don't give a shit about our industry. They don't give a crap about what we do. They don't give a crap about the victims. It's unfortunate, but it's true. So running to a cop isn't necessarily going to do you any good. I suggest that if you get locked out of your computer, take it to an IT person. You know, tell them that your ex-girlfriend was a psychopath and decided that she was going to lock you out of your computer. Whatever. Don't You don't have to tell them why. But gain control of your life back because that's extortion. You know, I get locking you out for a little while or something. Ha ha. Ooh, scary. This isn't cool. Again, it's not representative of domination. Certainly not female domination. So you have to be very, very careful because in this case, he not only is locked out, she's now extorting him again with this whole child pornography thing. So I'm hearing this child pornography thing coming up again and again and again and again. And it's, well, okay, and I'm just glancing at the, at the chat room. Um, the doctor just said, I like TeamViewer for techie reasons. I don't have enough trust to let someone else in my system. Well, no shit. But you got to remember, not everyone has that wherewithal. And when a woman is going, oh, don't worry about it. Everything's going to be fine. I'm just going to slide right in here. And I'm not going to do anything. It's all going to be wonderful. Don't worry about it. And before you know it, he's locked out. And he doesn't know. What if he's not a techie? Granted, you don't have to be super techie for TeamViewer, but you do to a degree. And if you don't know what you're doing, it's very easy to have someone lock you out of your computer. And then extort it. Get into your bank accounts. And honeys, listen to me. (laughs) If you get caught in someone's bank account, I'm sorry, guys. You are dancing a knife edge. You don't want to dance. You're being foolish. What For what? A couple thousand bucks? What are you, nuts? Half the time you guys break into these guys' bank accounts, they're broke-ass bitches. So why are you doing this? It's so stupid. Anyways, that's the whole trend in FinDom that is making me want to vomit just because of this whole child porn extortion thing. It's not domination. Gentlemen, please don't fall for this. Please don't think it's cool. And please don't don't play with someone you don't know. If you've just met someone, team viewer is not what you do. Team viewer is for somebody you've known for quite a while and you've learned to trust them and you've built up a, a relationship with them. So it's just so foolish to be playing that game. It's the same as, because um, I have a vanilla thing. I have a couple of vanilla companies that I do too. Don't ever fuck with the word Trump. Keep that in mind. Don't use it on anything. Don't make up silly hats. Don't make up silly animals. Because 
He loves suing people. And he and his lawyers will hunt people down to the nth degree if they know that you're making money off his name. So be very careful when you're using that word. Um, I know I digress. Anyways, I'm going to stop for a second and do those commercials that I was going to do earlier just to have a break. (laughs) We'll be right back. No, we won't because they're not working. Oh, perfection does exist, and my name is Mistress Kiara. I've been a professional dominatrix for over 12 years, so I know all of the right buttons to push to make you melt for me. I'm well known for my love of blackmail, hypnosis, and financial domination. But my other favorite fetishes include foot worship, impact play of any kind, specification and feminization, anal training, bondage, humiliation, including small penis humiliation, cock and ball torture, forced intoxication, chastity and key holding, tease and denial, and fetish wrestling and boxing. Serve me in person in the Ann Arbor, Michigan area, or on my website, mrstiarsdungeon.com, where I offer phone, cam, and instant messaging sessions, as well as over 100 clips for you to purchase. What are you waiting for? Well, come on. Let's see it. Drop your pants. Show us what you have to offer. <laughs> Isn't that all? At RateMyTinyPenis.com, your pin dick will be seen by hundreds of unique visitors each day, all of whom have the ability to rate your tiny member and leave a comment to tell you exactly what they think of it. Can you imagine the humiliation and exposure you'll experience? Well, why just imagine it when you can make it a reality? And the best part? Everything is 100% free. You're welcome, Shrimp Dick. Now go on over to Rate My Tiny Penis right now and submit us your most pitiful, disgusting dick pic for all the world to see. It's so small! <laughs> oh. So sensually you can feel it. Are you ready to drop down to your knees at the feet of an alluring and sensual goddess? Do you dream being dominated by a powerful domino? A domino that will take control of your secret desires? and fetishes. Would you like to experience deep entrancement? If you have answered yes to any of these questions, visit me, Goddess B. Leah, at www.dominabrandelia.com or visit my other media portals designed to titillate the senses at Hypnotic Leah on Twitter. So sensually hypnotic, you can feel it already. already. So sensually hypnotic, you can feel it already. I swear to God that I could listen to Leah first. I listen to that commercial and I'm like, oh yeah, right, okay. Because I just, I trip out on her voice every time. God, she's got such a pretty voice. Anyhow, we're back, and I have one more thing to to blather about before we move on with our yummy silk and satin, and that is human trafficking. Now, why did I bring this up? 
because this week um, there was a kidnapping in my little podunk town. And I'm about two and a half hours north of Toronto. So it it was interesting. It was scary. She escaped. Um, she found her way somehow. She was in Toronto somewhere and was able to escape. Now, my point of this is I want you ladies to realize that this human trafficking thing is real. Women are being literally taken, snatched off of jogging trails and pretty much anywhere. This happened, a woman was walking through like our Canadian version of CVS um, through the parking lot and a woman approached her. A lot of times it's women approaching women. Um, I'm going to read you a story from um, someone on Twitter who told us a story this week of something that happened to her. It sounds almost identical. And I will show you how we don't make assumptions. (laughs) Because I did. And it's not cool. But I want you to be careful. I want you to make a constant note of your surroundings. And they're using women, obviously, because your defenses will automatically lower. Oh, well, it's a woman. You know, it must be okay. Now, this is obviously used as a tactic. It's scary as hell to think about that, and this is where I made an assumption. Anyways, Sugar Sky Baby on Twitter told us a story about what she said, and I'll read it to you. A couple of months ago, I was walking to the corner store by my house, and this woman stopped and asked if I needed a ride. I told her I was just going to the store that was within sight, and she kept insisting. Then I noticed movement in the back seat. The windows were tinted, so I couldn't see them at first, but there was definitely someone there. Nobody else in the car, just the driver and someone in the back. I told her again that I didn't need a ride. She still didn't leave. So I had to pull out my pepper spray and threaten her with it. She got super pissed off about it and drove off. I would have reported it, but I couldn't remember any details of the car or the license plate. Plus, if it's dark it, and it happens so fast, it's, it's hard to remember to do that. Um, she says, I live in a super small town, too, so it was weird to experience something like this so close to home. This is identical to what happened in my podunk town. So it's interesting. And she said, my roomie was with me. She said, my roomie was with me, too, and he had never experienced or seen anything like that. Luckily, I had begged him to come with me that night. He doesn't complain when I ask him to walk with me anymore. Please, guys, yeah, we're not doing this to be annoying. So if someone says, can you walk me somewhere, there is a genuine reason. This human trafficking thing is scary as hell. It's become far more widespread, and it's literally snatch and grab, and you're gone and no one sees you again. You could end up anywhere. You could end up in snuff films, which also brings up another point. Um, When you ask someone to create a custom clip and you ask them, they are strangled to death, 
you have an illness. Sorry, I am going to judge you at this point. Those are pseudo-snuff films. We have enough problems with violence against women. This shit isn't cool. Ladies, if you get any kind of request this way, I ask you, please don't. Um, try not to. I, I get it, because sometimes they'll offer you a ton of money. We ran into this this week. Um, we obviously took care of it. We took it down. Like, we said no. But it's... They come at you with a simple request first. And then the next thing you know, it's, well, no, I want to see someone strangled to death. And it's like, okay, whoa, 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 whoa. All of a sudden, this is turning left and screeching in the wrong direction. I know when things get really tight financially, you literally will almost do anything. Try not to, because you're feeding an illness, and that guy could turn around and you don't know. I mean, I would love to think that, well, maybe maybe what this guy is requesting is maybe appeasing this in him, but we don't know that. It could also ramp things up when we look at it from a psychological standpoint. It could make things worse. So please be very, very, very careful with these requests, even if you're hard up. I get it. January sucks, usually. So try not to, guys, because you're adding to the problem. You're not helping the problem. Turn these guys down no matter what the money. I know it's hard. But it's sick. Because when and why I bring these two up together is if you think that people are not being human trafficked for snuff films, you are incorrect. Snuff films are real. They go on. It's an underground thing, obviously. But it's real. It's not myth. It's not just in the movies. This shit goes on. So... Be careful with yourselves. I want to thank Sugar Sky Baby for, for allowing me to tell you that story. Who, by the way, it's her birthday on February the 2nd, so you can, she's at Sugar Sky Baby on Tumblr. So go have a, a, hit her up and spoil her. She deserves it. She was scared shitless. Anyways, I'm just asking you to be very, very careful with your own safety and try not to give in to the wackadilly craziness of some of these clip requests. Like, it's insane. Anywho, I'm going to take another quick break, and when we come back, we are going to be talking about sensation play with Evil Opal. You fool, 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 fool. I know what you did. I have proof. I have pictures, and I have all of your information. You're going to pay me, or everyone's going to know. Think you can handle real blackmail from a real blackmail mistress? Go to www.blackmailfetish.com and find out. I know I'll see you there. And so will everyone else, unless you keep me happy. 
You don't have the balls. <laughs> I hear you're looking for a good mind fuck. That's my specialty. I love twisting and turning boys and wrapping them around my little finger. What I do is, I take time to get to know you on a level that you may not have experienced before. At first it's subtle, and then we get a little deeper and a little darker. I get under your skin and I get in your head, and before you know it, you're craving me. You're craving the things that I offer you on a level that has begun to keep you awake at night. I know it's a little scary. Who am I? <laughs> I'm glad you asked. I'm Mistress Peyton. Peyton will break you. The sensual domination mistress. And you, you can find me at sensualdominationmistress.com. Talk soon, naughty one. What up, y'all? This is K2 Kaki. You're in bed with Dr. Sue. Check out my latest mixtape, The Awful Truth at cockavelli.bandcamp.com That's Cockavelli with one L. I pull up and we're back. We are talking again about sensation play. Last time we talked, it was leather and latex. This time, it's going to be silk and satin and to teach us all about the sensual magic of these textiles is my guest the lovely Evil Opal. Welcome to the show, Opal. Hello. Hello. How are you? <laughs> I'm I'm here. <laughs> That's I'm good. good. <laughs> we want you here. <laughs> I'm always so, nervous about this telephone technology. I know. Well, I was just thrown out of my own computer. It happens. You get used to it, especially with blog talk. They have their issues. So, yeah. oh, before we get going, there's somebody really quick that I wanted to say hi to. Hi, Siren Raina. She's listening right now. So, um, anyways, let's dive into this yummy, yummy subject because you are what you like to term a textileophile. So yes, tell ma'am. us what that means. Well, I think it started for me very young. You know how a lot of little girls want to grow up to be a ballerina? Ah, my big yes. fantasy, my big little girl fantasy was being a fashion designer. And so I started wow. to pay a lot of attention to uh, the fabrics things were made of and the details of construction and you know, style, and uh, it's just a huge, wonderful world of texture and color, and I could get lost in it. <laughs> I sew myself, and I used to work in a fabric store even, and uh, wow. oh, I just loved wandering the racks and touching the fabrics and admiring, you know, all the all the different iterations of it. Would you actually call yourself turned into (laughs) like would you call call yourself a a fetishist in that regard? Like do you get turned on by touching it or do you get turned on by doing it to someone else? Absolutely a silk fetishist. 
myself. Ooh, very nice. I would, I, I mean, again, very early on, I was drawn to the texture and appearance of silk. And I would, like when I was a teenager, I would literally go to the mall and stick my arms into the racks of silk blouses just because it felt so good. And then now I like to use silk fabric in any way I can, any time I can. So, Okay, so so let's look at, can we do like a history? Because you you there's a there's a whole connotation I recall with with silk, and you made mention of it being powerful, because Absolutely. silk is, was very revered in Japan, is it not? And, and was uh, way uh, back. Silk, silk originally came from China. Um, it's made China. from the cocoons of a mulberry moth that was native to China. And uh, the legend is that the empress was sitting under a tree and one of the cocoons fell into her lap and she unraveled the thread and was just so entranced by the shimmering quality of it that she set out to learn how to weave cloth out of it. And that's how legendary, legendarily a silk making started. Um, they managed to keep it a secret in China for a thousand years because it was so, uh, it was definitely the fabric for royalty. Um, Mm -hmm. And they, they would like literally search people at the border, making sure they had no silkworms in their possessions. Um, For a thousand years, they managed to keep it secret. And then it finally started to spread to India, Japan, other Eastern nations, and eventually to Europe. So that is so cool. That, and and so, what's the symbolism involved? Oh well, uh, obviously, it's always been the fabric of royalty and aristocracy, um, the fabric of luxury. And I think in the female domination realm, you can see how that you know that's that's the fabric of queens and empresses. And yes. indeed, goddesses. So it's a that is really so amazing. strong what is, history yeah. like that. And what is the thing about a spider silk? Ah, well, spider silk obviously is different from the fabric silk, but because you have the same noun, there's a reason they call spider silk spider silk. It looks like the threads of silk fabric. And uh, it has its own wonderful com- connotations for BDSM of being, uh, you know, the, the, the web that you get trapped in and the whole imagery of the spider as the, well, the menacing creature, but also kind of the seductive predator. Well, yeah, we have that whole connotation of the the black widow, and yes, you know, exactly. it's always been used as a moniker for the evil woman. Yes, yes. Oh, I see. Miss Polly Bell is noting that she feels that same way about real fur. I love fur too. Oh, and I you do know, too. Fur has oh, <laughs> yes. nowadays fur has a wonderful bad girl quality to it because if you wear real fur. Well, you are definitely a bad girl in some people's eyes, so uh, it's got a, a luxury stamp and a definite bad girl vibe nowadays. Femme fatale. <clears throat> That's my opinion of fur. <laughs> well, what about satin? 
What's well, the difference, is, really? Because some people lump the two together. You you can actually, satin is more of a weave than a fiber. You can make satin out of silk. And satin is this particular type of weave that's um, kind of flat on one side and very shiny on the other. Uh, mm-hmm. And you have traditional satin, which is sort of a stiff fabric. And a lot of people who have the satin fetish really get off on kind of the combination of the shine and the sound it makes, the kind of rustling ah. sound satin makes when it moves. You talked in your leather show about the sound of leather. There's a yeah. similar dimension there, especially with satin and taffeta, um, things like that. Yeah. But then there's stretch satin, the modern version of satin, which is never so much more comfortable in panties and gloves and things like that. Uh, it's a similar flat on one side, shiny on the other side, but it's made to made with spandex and made to stretch, obviously. And would probably <laughs> somewhat drape better, would it not, with the with the stretch to it? Yes, uh, that's a good point. It has a completely uh-huh. different drape to it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so when we think of silk, we think of power, we think of wealth, like you said, we think of goddesses and empresses and and Egypt. I think of Egypt. I think of all the beautiful, when you used to watch all the old, old movies like, um, mm-hmm. oh, what am I thinking of? The one at Easter. <laughs> I'm the least religious person. Oh, the Ten Commandments. When you're looking at Nefertiri, or when he comes in with all the riches that he brought back from Africa, and they're uh-huh. like uh-huh. throwing those beautiful, you know, textiles onto the floor, and they just sort of oh yeah, ribbon their way onto the floor. It's just it's so beautiful. Silk was more valuable than gold um, for a long time. Uh, that's why they, the Silk Road was based on the trade in silk. People actually got paid in silk um, because it was wow, so valuable. Wow, that's interesting. So, that's yeah. really cool. So how did you, okay, you know, so how did you sort of move your way into BDSM? So as a child, you're really loving these feelings and everything, and you, you know, yeah. you get older, and now you're getting into a little bit more of the design work and stuff. What led you into the whole BDSM realm? That's, uh, interestingly, that is also related to my love of silk, because I was always just a bitch with a kinky streak a mile wide, but the whole macho um, black leather and studs uh, aesthetic of what I thought was the aesthetic of the entire BDSM scene just kind of didn't appeal to me. Like I said, macho, and I'm much more of a feminine my my power is a very feminine power. And right. uh, it wasn't until I met my first sissy into feminization that I he opened my eyes to this whole other side of the kink scene. And that's where I, as the silk dom, found my place. Um, and I later came to... Uh, I very quickly wanted to learn how to like use hitty things and stuff because there's no reason that can't be combined with silk. But I also mm. later learned to appreciate the power of leather and latex fashion. Uh, it just comes yeah. secondary to me. <laughs> it's down the, the list in uh, preference below silk. 
<laughs> well, you know, you make a very good point, and I think for someone who's listening in who, say, is just your typical housewife at home, I think the first thing that comes to mind whenever someone says BDSM to them is, like you said, it's very masculine, it's very butchy, it's very, you know, women standing there with whips and chains, and, and you know, it's a horrible connotation. They right. don't realize that a huge portion of it is sensuality. It is that whole side that you just said, you know, oh, I thought it was this way, but look, you can actually be over here too. You can. There is so much domination in using your feminine wiles, using these beautiful, I mean, look at all the old movies. These beautiful women moving with those gorgeous gowns. The like at the robes, the satin robes. Uh-huh. You know, you'd see them walking through with the marabou heels and the, you know, those beautiful, gorgeous robes with the, even the ones with the feathers on the ends of the big long sleeves. Oh God, just stunning. Absolutely those are kind stunning. Of making a comeback nowadays. I'm sure you've seen some of them online uh, with the marabou trim and everything. Oh, oh to die for. I'm so happy. <laughs> Nothing looks more pretty. So if you're listening in and you're thinking, oh, well, you know, I don't want to be that kind of dominant, you don't have to. You can be the kind of dominant you want to be and use the things that you love just like Opal did. Just, you know, like I love these things. Like let's move it over here. So how do you incorporate silk and satin into the whole BDSM scene? Oh, well, there's several ways. There's uh, the the obvious route of feminization. I think uh, Miss Polly Bell again commented, nothing messes up a man's head more than a bit of silk and lace, especially when you're making him wear it. That's, uh, for a lot of guys, that's just instantly emasculating, also intensely arousing. Um, mm-hmm. So Very humiliating. And, and remember that <laughs> humiliation, if... Don't be afraid of humiliation. I don't like humiliation to be in your face. I think calling someone a loser is too easy, and that's lazy domination to me. I think you can do that whole humiliation without saying a word. Oh, yeah. And I think it's far more (laughs) powerful. I mean, stand him in front of the mirror once you've got him in those panties. And then point out how hard his dick is. And he's done all the humiliating himself. He's already done it for you. (laughs) That's just the thing. So how do you incorporate with bondage? How do we use bondage in that way? That can be a lot of fun. Um, I'm going to just mention before we get into the bondage, though, that it's also, uh, well, we touched on the contradiction between the silk dom and the feminine side and kind of the macho side. Mm-hmm. I've learned that you can really effectively combine the two also, not just in terms of, look, a leather corset and a silk blouse, for instance, but in actual sensation play. Um, you may be familiar with the technique of uh, building up the sub's pain tolerance by alternating the painful stimulation with something that's more sensual and soothing. I yeah. particularly love 
when I'm flogging or spanking, I'll keep a silk scarf right handy. And every little while, stop beating him and just stroke and caress his reddened flesh with the silk scarf. It's a... well, because it's so cooling. <laughs> it's a beautiful cooling sensation because yes. that fabric does tend to stay very cool. So when you're putting it on, mm. you know, the red and flesh, obviously it's just such a wonderful dichotomy of feeling. So, so soft and soothing. And it gets them back into that uh, seduced by your feminine wiles mindset. You know, you've been beating the crap out of them, and now suddenly you're <laughs> stroking them with this lovely silk. And oh, so back into silk bondage. Uh, one of the things I absolutely love about silk bondage is it's so pretty. Uh, you use scarves and saris and things like that to tie someone up. It's just I know people can do amazing things with rope. But it's not to me exactly. As but isn't it as different lovely... with the? Yeah, isn't it different with the satin and the silk? Uh, yeah, yeah. You mean? I would be because to, to me, I always used to make big poofy bows. <laughs> yeah. To me, that when you use that textile, it demands a big poofy bow. <laughs> it absolutely demands it a big poofy bow. <laughs> And, and you have to be aware, which you learn with practice, you're aware of uh, the way it performs. It, it mm-hmm. Fabric will stretch more than rope, um, but also the knots will kind of tighten up as you go. So it uh, can be more restrictive in some way in and looser. Yes, yeah. exactly. Um, and you have to use... So you have to use kind of specialized techniques. Like, for instance, it's, it's really hard to find a silk scarf that's 12 feet long, you know, like you can find mm. a piece of rope. So you have to learn how to do it in pieces with scarves at different uh, limbs and stuff. And I actually took a class from a fellow who calls himself Bon Dave way back when, in like 2006, 2007 at mm. FetishCon. Uh, he did a class on silk bondage, and that's where I learned how to make like um, – arm binders and leg binders out of silk. Oh, very nice. A lot of, which is like the first step to doing a full silk mummification, which is also very fun. (laughs) Well, yeah, tell us about the whole mummification thing. That's amazing to me. Because when I think of mummification, the first thing you think of is saran wrap or, you know, um, vacuum beds and things like that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's what people do think of. But uh, those aren't the only textiles (laughs) that you can use to uh, uh, completely wrap the body and, uh, you know, completely restrain the sub. Um, It's, I don't know, I think maybe a lot of people think of your vacuum bed or like a, a leather body bag or something as more of a, um, sensory deprivation and mm-hmm. I would call a silk mummification more of a sensory overload, but I think there's a lot of sensory input happening if you're in, for instance, a leather body bag too. So, uh, you know, it's probably a matter of outlook there. Um, absolutely, though, it it's 
I haven't ever had it done to me. I've only done it to other people. <laughs> so how but do you do it? Are you do. taking pieces and wrapping them in the pieces, or are you using a giant sheet? I use saris. I use silk saris ah. because they're typically six yards long, which is pretty darned long. And, of course, they've got some width. Um, and there is a particular technique to uh, kind of tying the ends around the wrists and ankles and then wrapping them in a certain pattern that gives you a nice, secure, really effective arm binder. And then once you've got the arms and legs bound, you, you just wrap up the rest of the body um, so you're engulfed in it. Wow. That really <laughs> would be sensory overload. Um, Literatrix says in the chat room, there used to be a woman called the Panty Mistress who created and sold videos about satin lace panties and teasing a man. She said she loved her. Um, She also wrote for Playboy but got married and disappeared, which is a shame. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, the first thing you think, because you almost, we should throw lace in this too. Oh, yes. I mean, silk goes, uh, lace goes right along with silk and satin. It does. It? And it yeah. adds a completely different texture. <laughs> exactly. Because so. now you don't have the smoothness. Now you have that another delicious sort of soft yet rough feeling. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And, and it can be added with um, fringe, things like that. Or as we talked about earlier, marabou trim. These things all go together so beautifully. Um, a really... For me, it's a really sumptuous, luxurious aesthetic. So that's what I really like about the whole realm of silk and satin. And so now, so, how would you use it in sensation play? You have a sub in front of you. What are you going to do with him? Well, I've, I think I've already described my uh, <laughs> technique of alternating pain with pleasure with my silk mm-hmm. scarves. That's your um, favorite session? That's my, oh gosh, don't ask me to pick my favorite session. <laughs> it has to depend on my mood, <laughs> how much he's paying me, all kinds of factors. Um, mm-hmm. but, but it is definitely one of my favorite techniques. I'm, I've always got my silk scarves handy. Ooh, that's another great thing about them is they're much easier to come by and a lot easier to travel with than, like, ropes that are a bunch of chains and shackles and things. Nobody really exactly. lifts an eyebrow if you're going through airport security with a pile of scarves. <laughs> <clears throat> At best, they'll probably think you're and, a magician. And let's not forget about the silk tie. Oh, <gasps> my God. Yes. Very true. <laughs> Forgot about that one. <laughs> Talk about taking a man's power and using it to bind him with. And they're so pretty also. They really are. And, so, and they're so perfectly made for bondage. Aren't they? I mean, they're practically <laughs> bondage already, just worn around yeah. the neck. But uh, Exactly. But, yeah, they're just begging to be used for, for those purposes. Um, some of the hottest pictures I've ever seen of subboys have involved bondage with ties. And come to think of it, some of the hottest pictures I've ever seen of subboys have involved boys in suits wearing panties, too. So that kind of plays in there mm-hmm. somewhere. 
very true, especially with, yeah, you put them in a beautiful three-piece suit, you know, mm-hmm. open up the front of the, and, and even drop the them slightly. You know, French cuffs on the, the shirt, do the top. whole nine yards, yeah. <laughs> so, so cool. <laughs> so hot. Doesn't get any better than that. Oh, my God. Literatrix says you are the evilest. What makes you evil? <laughs> You don't seem very um, evil to me. You seem very sensual and that, not evil. That's what makes me evil. <laughs> because Ooh, you know, okay, I got it. <laughs> <laughs> you think I'm just sweet and sensual and whammo. <laughs> yeah, I've um I've I've beaten my share of boys black and blue and um, you know, gotten into some hijinks. Uh I have a fondness for sissy boys, but not every sissy is a wimp when it comes to pain. Some of them are pretty sturdy, so mm-hmm. uh, the two can actually go really well together. A sensual sadist. People often forget the part, the sadist part in that right. phrase. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just because you're sensual doesn't mean you're not evil. Right, right. I think some of the best evil slides from sensuality. Uh, that's what else is a femme fatale? Exactly. She's she's not uh, a butch biker babe wearing her leather chaps. She's the classy lady in the silk blouse and with the cigarette holder and <laughs> you know exactly uh, luring you into her. Luring you into her deadly web. And again, now you're going back to that whole Black Widow sort of thing. It just, it all comes full circle. And there she Mm -hmm. has you in her web and you cannot get through no matter what. (laughs) Not that you want to. No. No. really want to do that. Part of the trap, too, is, you know, pointing out to him how much fun he's having and how much he's enjoying it. And, you know, I make him beg for it. That's probably right up there. Begging well, is I high. don't know if silk or begging. <laughs> Beg- begging is, begging is way so high. in my top five. <laughs> Definitely love the begging. It, it's the, you know, yes. the word please. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I, the more I think desperate that word is uttered, just the better. Yeah. It's, it's, and it also serves nicely. It's very important nowadays, right? Well, so, uh, yeah. Given the atmosphere, <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Literatrix says, sneaky is best when you are doming and teasing. Of course it is. Yes, ma'am. That's what guys, guys will go, well, so um, what are you going to do? Okay, well, I'm not going to tell you what I'm going to do. That's don't be ridiculous. Why would it. I do that? You Here, just, I'm going to give you my itinerary. You just tell me what your hard limits are. <laughs> you just tell me what your hard limits are and what pushes your buttons and let me take it from there. That's all we need. <laughs> Is there anything that we haven't covered? Because I want ladies to know who are sitting at home who aren't professional dominatrixes to realize like we just said, it's simple, it's easy. Like nothing hotter than using his ties. You've got ties. Mm. Go use them. They're right there. 
Is there anything else that you can think of? Um, maybe to mention that the other beautiful sensory aspects of silk, well, it kind of goes hand in hand with the uh, silk as the fabric of the rich and powerful. The mm-hmm. the old symbolism would be your Egyptian or Roman drapes um, or your fancy court dresses from uh, Italy and France. But mm. in modern times, it's the silk blouse worn with you know, the power suit. Um, yes, and that's my favorite. <laughs> and those things can be used. <laughs> those things can so be used like panties, for instance, mm-hmm. to transmit another sensory sensation, which is smell, the way your perfume will linger. I think you talked about that in the leather leather uh, show as well. The smell of leather. Mm-hmm. Well, the smell of silk Absolutely. is more because, oh my God, your mistress's own smell. Yes. Be it panties or be it on the scarf, it doesn't matter. Uh-huh. You're, you're smelling her perfume or you're smelling, if you're lucky, you're smelling the scent of her body. And uh, that's how, what's more arousing than that? Exactly. If, like I, she said, if you're I would, lucky enough to get there. I think that's another one of my favorite things to do when I've gotten them tied up and I'm whacking on them is uh, throw my panties over their head, over their face, so they can. It's it's sort of a not quite blindfold, and mm-hmm. a you're going to smell nothing but this uh, at the same time, and humiliation. Who can forget that? <laughs> oh, we'll just sprinkle that on top, like sprinkles <laughs> on a Sunday. <laughs> It just goes hand in hand with it anyway. And that's right, Ryan. We, you provide us with the ingredients, but leave us alone to make the stew. <laughs> that's our job. So, anything else you want people to know? I think we've covered everything that, that, um, that was in my outline. <laughs> <laughs> I can go so, outside of your outline. So That's okay. About. <laughs> uh, does anybody have any questions? Check in the chat here. Oh, well, yes. Uh, Ryan just said also does wonders for olfactory. Very true. Mm-hmm. Yummy. <laughs> mm-hmm. Nope. I don't believe we have any more questions. Tell everybody where they can find you. If they would love to be just that's a good thing. I totally have forgotten this. <laughs> uh, you can find me at evilobel.com, my website. You can also find my clips on Clips for Sale and I Want Clips. Oh, yeah, and I do phone I take phone calls on Night Flirt sometimes. And you're also on Twitter? <laughs> uh, on Twitter. Evil Opal there as well. I'm pretty much everywhere is Evil Opal. Just oh, literally for somewhere. Is there any special knots? Are there any special knots to use when you're using you those? Can use, uh, you can use uh, any of the standard rope knots. Um, some are easier to execute than others. I typically mm. use just a plain old granny knot or a square knot if I'm trying to make it look extra pretty, but that's because I'm just kind of lame about the technical stuff. I'm I'm more into just making it you make making sure that he 
can only move as much as I want him to move. And, right. Uh, that it You're not pretty. going for the aesthetic of the knot. It's not like shibari. We're right, not going right. for the actual weaving of the knot. Right. That's not how you get the effect with silk bondage. It's more the 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 choice of scarves and their arrangements together. Um, so, did that answer your question? I yeah. Ma'am? Um, Miss Angela, is that? Answering your question, we won't know for another minute. Oh, are there favorite things to cause pain versus satin and silk? Well, my preferred combination is probably sharpish things like a crop or a cane uh, versus a paddle. Uh, Like a paddle, I I would find it more fun to combine with, say, a piece of fur. I don't know why. Right, yes. <laughs> or studs. But <laughs> Yes. Just me. Or you know, like the uh but the, yes, what do they call that thing? The vampire gloves? Oh, oh I want one of those so bad. <laughs> yes. Tell everybody what a vampire glove is. I really want one. Like a well, I, I think I've only ever seen them in leather and they have like little tiny pins. All over the palm, so you smack, smack, and the pins. (laughs) Because they're so tiny, they just like just they're so pinpoint tiny. Yeah, but oh my god, (laughs) I would not want to get spanked with one of those things. Let me tell you. (laughs) Polly Bell said um, different grades of sandpaper. Yeah. Oh yeah, I've done that before. Sandpaper. I like to use sandpaper. We're getting into pain now. I like to use sandpaper <laughs> as an adjunct to, uh, like, Tabasco sauce, Bengay. You abrade mm-hmm. the skin just a little bit. Then right. the sensation from those substances just goes, ramps it way up. Oh, Camille just said, love getting spanked with it. the vamp glove. Oh, my God. <laughs> Do you? Have you ever had Camille an loves the vamp Oh, 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 oh. Okay, Angela just said, I've always thought of making subs glue sandpaper to an oven mitt and masturbate with it. Evil, evil, evil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who's the most Camille evil has... here? Like, she's another one that you just think, oh, look, she's just such a lovely, nice woman. Yeah, no, don't, don't let it fool you. <laughs> Angela St. Lawrence will crush you. Don't even go there. <laughs> Camille says she loves blood play. Barbed wire flogger yes. is another one. Have you, Camille, have you had that uh, alternating technique done when you've had intense, you know, your, when you've used your barbed wire flogger or your vampire gloves? <laughs> Evil Angela. <laughs> We're waiting for Camille. She's probably feverishly typing In the meantime Hi Rain Goddess Rain is listening in Hi Rain (laughs) Camille we wanted to know Oh it's probably the chat Here's another This is way out in left field But still in the realm of kink Another one of my big big fetishes Is wet look you familiar with that look at all? Yes. 
Yes, yes, yes. Describe. Uh, wet look is uh, the niche fetish of uh, people enjoying watching other people get soaking wet with their clothes on. And uh, different people have different preferences for what some people really get into wet jeans or wet formal wear or wet office outfits, whatever. Um, personally, I just, it is, it is very sensual. And a big part of it for me is having photos or video taken. So part, a big part of it is the exhibitionistic angle showing off. Right. Um, but it's also, it's just so fun. It is so fun to jump into a swimming pool in a prom dress. That's what I was going to say. Just to get really, really, just totally, because you see that in model shoots and stuff, and you're like, God, it would be so cool to do that. Like, just put on this epic wedding dress or something, or whatever it is, and just fall into the water. Camille wants to know alternating with what? Uh, have, have you done your pain, your painful, your very painful things like the vampire glove and the barbed wire flogger with uh, ice toys? Uh, see, that's another way ah, of doing the, the alternation. Mm-hmm. That's a good, yeah, that's a good combination. That is, because that, uh, that works really well. That frozen spatula works yeah. great regardless. Yeah, you don't have to do just blood play, like. Any kind of flogging yeah. will work perfect with frozen spatula. <laughs> nope, too soft. But yeah, blood play with ice toys. Good idea. <laughs> yeah, because that's uh, you know that's kind of tending the tissue trauma, and yep. serving the purpose of uh, letting him build endorphins and ramp up the pain tolerance at the same time. So exactly. Excellent. Yeah. Very cool, Camille. Which, by the way, Camille is is our, um, what would we call you, Camille? Not at keeps. The only thing that's coming through my head is editor-in-chief, which is not what she is. Camille <laughs> owns the TPOK Network, formerly the People of Kink Network. If you want to listen to uh-huh. their fantastic shows, they are on Spreaker. And Camille is, is the head chicken charge. <laughs> Producer, thank you. That was what I was trying to Thank you, Camille. <laughs> I knew there was a word for it. God. Brain fart. Oh, she said they've got a couple oh, yeah. new shows joining, too. What I'm going to do next week, or next week, next show is probably try and get you guys as many lists of all the ladies who are doing shows and get you guys a list of all the podcasts you should be listening to. Most definitely. So, like I said, is there anything else that you wanted to add? I think we got everybody. Um, I went to the Dolly Museum this weekend to see the (gasps) exhibition of, uh, uh, oh gosh, now I'm blanking on her name, Elsa Schiaparelli. Um, mm-hmm. isn't it? They were they were huge artistic partners, and she's a famous fashion designer, right? Um, right. And I just noted walking through there that like eighty percent of the dresses on exhibit were made of silk. So ah! of all the fabrics. Of course, see, <laughs> leather maybe. This what is what we're trying to tell of. you. 
<laughs> when thinking dominatrix, but silk is what gets into the museums. Ha. <laughs> so, which so which there tells you go. kind of the different um, power dynamics or aesthetics, yeah. I guess. I don't well, know. The, exactly. Of, uh, and, and like you just said, it, it's royalty. <laughs> yeah. Royalty, baby. That's the fabric of royalty. Got that right. Well, thank you very much, <laughs> Opal, for being with me. I thank you so much for bringing your knowledge of this delicious textile ophile with you. Thank you for having me. Make sure you guys hit up Evil Opal. Her links, of course, are all on in bed as well. Thank you, Opal. You're welcome. Anyways, guys. I want to obviously thank Evil Opal for sharing all of her knowledge tonight. It was so incredible to learn all this. I like I love learning the history and where this stuff came from and it's just all so cool and I love the fact that you ladies I, I can't implore to you more. Specialize. You see how Opal has specialized her business? Specialize. That's how you do it. That's what's going to set you apart from everybody else. Find something you love to do and then make that your specialty. The money comes when you do that. Don't throw yourself in a pool of everybody else. Christ, you're you're swimming around in a pool with every other chick that calls herself a fin dom or, you know, a pro dom or whatever. Specialize. Be really good in a couple of things. Anyways, thank you to everyone who is in the chat room tonight, um, Literatrix. We've got Castaway. We've got Camille. We've got Polly Bell. We had, of course, Goddess Belladonna was here. Um, the Doctor. And I think I got everybody. I hope I got everybody. On the next In Bed, I'm happy to announce that Sadie Sin is going to be my guest. We'll be discussing intersex. It's a very important topic. I would really like you guys to tune in on this one. We need to educate ourselves, find out how to become an intersex ally. Um, Sadie, if you'll recall, was on the show Trans Power, and I know it's going to be super, super informative. It's going to be awesome to catch up with her, and we need to discuss this topic. That's going to be February the 20th at 10 o'clock. My next article on professional bulls and cuckolding comes out in the February issue of Kinky Magazine. You can read it and all of my past articles. Just head to kinkymag.com. That's kink, the letter E, mag.com. You can listen to all the past in-bed shows on inbedwithdrsue.com. And, of course, it's on iTunes. Check out thedrsuereview.com for all my articles on the psychology of fetish. And, of course, that's where you can get all my erotic autos. And remember, I'm available for private couples, cuckold training sessions. You just have to contact me on any of my sites. Remember, you guys, that despite trying to fit in, you will always be different. And that's good. And most of all, remember that you are loved and needed here. And your only job is to find your way to happy, no matter what form happy comes in for you. I love you all. I'll see you all 
on February the 20th. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.